think investing in builds that are more affordable. The infrastructure is pretty poor to the outer suburbs. People want to live close to the city, that's where the jobs are. I think that would definitely help a lot of people. Welcome to Real Talk, realestate.com.au's property news podcast. It's real questions, real experts, and real insights on the housing issues that matter. With your host, Alice Piper. Hello and welcome to Real Talk. Today we're chatting about a very big issue that is close to realestate.com.au's heart, social and affordable housing. What is it? And why as a community should we be educated and passionate about this? It might seem like a far-fetched prospect, but as we'll hear, homelessness can be frighteningly and very unexpectedly close, closer than many people realise. In fact, one in 200 Australians sleep rough every single night. We're going to talk about what happens when affordable housing slips out of reach and what safety nets there are to catch us. I've enlisted the help of PropTrack economist Anne Flaherty, who has over a decade of experience looking at housing data and economics, and Roberta Buchanan from Launch Housing. Launch Housing is one of REA Group's charity partners with a vision of zero homelessness in Melbourne. Let's see what these Aussies have to say about the topic. The whole not in my backyard problem. I think it's just really hard for people that want to get into the market to get into the market. Can't be with my family anymore. High density housing isn't built in areas where people need to live. just feel like there's no protection and I, I don't know what my future looks like. I think the government's done a lot of the right things by making it affordable to buy houses. Some people talk about like the housing bubble bursting and popping. Before we get into what I'm sure will be a massive topic, Let's all get on the same page. And what is the actual technical definition of affordable housing? So we tend to use the words social and affordable housing interchangeably, but actually they mean different things. So social housing refers to rental properties that are subsidised by the government, for example, public housing, which is provided by the government, or community housing, which is typically owned by non-for-profits. Social housing is typically designed for people at a greater risk of homelessness. So, for example, people on very low incomes or who are vulnerable due to personal circumstances. Affordable housing, on the other hand, refers to properties that, as the name suggests, are more affordable than you typically see. So the rent that you would pay is below that market level. The idea being that people on lower incomes should still be able to afford them. All right, so if we just hone in on incomes and the word affordable right there, everybody has different incomes. So how much should housing cost as a percentage of somebody's income before it's considered unaffordable? It's a difficult question to answer because affordable can mean different things. Typically, we we think about a percentage of around 30%. So if the place that you're living in costs 30% or lower than your income, we would say that's affordable. Okay, now that we know that, Let's talk about the fact that we are in the midst of a cost of living crisis and it's hurting households everywhere. Recent figures suggest the number of calls to helplines is around 3,000 per day, with a lot of calls relating to financial pressures. Wait times have blown out as staff struggle to cope with the number of calls coming in. And in the five-month period between January and May this year, there were almost 50,000 calls compared to around 36,000 in the same period in 2019. Roberta, are you seeing this increase in Melbourne? Absolutely we are, and we know it's not just in Melbourne, but it's across Australia. So alongside being a provider of housing, Launch Housing delivers services to people experiencing homelessness or at risk of it. This includes accessing crisis accommodation, support to stay in the private rental, 
and outreach support to people who are the most vulnerable and sleeping rough on our streets. So Homelessness Australia recently reported a 7.5% increase in demand for homelessness services from December to March this year. That's over 6,000 new people needing help. In Victoria, where 32,000 people sought help with homelessness services in the last quarter. We know that there are nearly 68,000 applicants waiting for social housing and over 50% of those in priority need. And the last census in Victoria told us that over 30,000 Victorians were without a home. All of these figures make it feel like a really wicked problem, but we know homelessness is solvable. And we actually saw that during the pandemic when governments responded to make sure that everyone had a roof over their heads. And can you set the scene here? How big a challenge do we have on our hands when it comes to looking at housing affordability? Like what's causing this? Ultimately, the reason we have an issue with housing affordability is that the supply of new homes being built is not keeping up with our growing population. We're also seeing the homes that are being developed aren't necessarily being built where people want to live. We want homes that are close to jobs. We want homes that are close to infrastructure. That's where we need more building. Okay, so where does Australia sit on the international landscape when it comes to affordability? So if we compare Australia to other countries, we are definitely one of the most expensive nations to live in, especially in Sydney, in Melbourne. The cost to both buy and rent is well above what you would see in most cities around the world. We're also very lagging when it comes to social housing. So if we look at the EU, around 8% of homes are social housing. In the UK, it's 17%. In the Netherlands, it's 34%. In Australia, only about 4% of homes are social housing. Has this changed with the increased cost of living? We've actually seen the percentage of social housing in Australia fall over time. So social housing peaked in the early 90s. It accounted for around 6% of all homes in Australia. It's now sitting at 4%. This is going to fall further as well, because if we look at public housing that's been developed over the last decade, it's only accounted for around 2% of the new homes being built. So if the percentage of social and affordable housing is dropping in Australia, what is the data actually saying about the percentage of people looking for these homes? What we're seeing is that we're having more people looking for affordable accommodation. We've also seen a growing shortfall in the total amount of affordable and social housing out there. At the time of the 2021 census, there are around 350,000 social housing dwellings across Australia. Unfortunately, this number is nowhere near enough to meet demand. The current shortfalls around 220,000. What's more, it's estimated social housing will need to grow by over 500,000 to keep up with demand over just the next 15 years. In other words, we need more social housing over the next 15 years than currently exists in Australia. Roberta, there is perhaps an outdated perception that homelessness is older men that are struggling with their mental health. But what is the real face of homelessness? Yeah, look, when we talk about homeless, we like to express it in a way that makes sure that we are respectful to the person. It's about people and it's about people experiencing homelessness. People don't choose to experience homelessness. It happens for many reasons, life events, trauma, family violence, lack of supply of social housing. 74% of people accessing homelessness services in the last quarter were women and children. We've seen a large increase in women over 55, our First Nations people overrepresented in the homelessness service system, and young people, and more recently we're seeing trends in people 
who are experiencing homelessness and are working. So they're turning up to work each day. And at the end of that day, they're sleeping in their cars, in a caravan or couch surfing. We've heard a lot about worrying statistics around families, sadly on the brink of losing access to affordable housing. We spoke to a woman who is suffering from housing insecurity. I moved from Sydney to Melbourne, so I can't be with my family anymore. It's getting closer to Sydney pricing, so I'm thinking, you know, should I go to Tasmania or like, you know, where else can I kind of go? Just feel like there's no protection and I I don't know what my future looks like. I'm a creative and um, I'm just constantly in fear of like lack of protection on renting or protection once you're uh, in your apartment or your share house. And can you tell me how close the average family is to defaulting on their mortgage or missing rental payments? It's a difficult question to get a specific answer on, but there are absolutely signs that households are doing it more tough than they were. We have seen the average household savings rate decline substantially this year. We also know from research in Australia and research overseas that when people are living in an area where rents are rising very rapidly, when vacancy rates are very low, which is what we're seeing, there is an increase in rates of homelessness. So what we're going to see is with conditions the way they are in the rental market, the number of people who are facing losing their homes or being forced to vacate is going to rise. Roberta, can you tell us more about homelessness in Australia? What happens when a family loses access to affordable housing? If you find yourself experiencing homelessness or at risk of being homeless, there are a range of support services that you can access. They may be local to your area where you live or where you're currently based. There's emergency relief and health services. There's organisations like Launch Housing who offer housing assistance. And there's support services for specific cohorts, particularly if you're experiencing family violence. There is safe steps. There's crisis centres, front yard youth services for young people. One of the best places to start may be your local government council. They will have information in relation to support agencies that are best placed to support you depending on your circumstances. So what is the solution? I'm sure it all can't fall to charities and generous donors. What do we have to do to turn this around? We really have to see housing and social housing as important as health, education and demand more from our governments. We have to understand that homelessness is not the fault of the person experiencing it, but it's a system problem. We have to embrace density and planning, diversity in our communities. We need governments to fund more social housing and support more models for the most vulnerable. And as a community, we need to raise our ambitions by understanding that homelessness is solvable and we expect governments at all levels to work towards that. And do you think that homelessness is a matter of economics and that we just simply lack political will? Look, the economics is definitely part of it. We have a growing population. We need more homes. More homes will reduce the risk of homelessness. But of course, we also need more public investment in social housing, especially for those people who are at the highest risk. There's always going to be people who, through personal circumstances, are going to need emergency accommodation, whether they lose their job or maybe there's domestic violence. We need to make sure that those most vulnerable people also have access to housing when they need it. Can you speak to what state and federal governments have been doing when it comes to allowing people access to affordable housing? 
I think that the answer to that question is not enough. We do have rent assistance schemes, which are really important for helping people in the short term. Of course, it's not the solution to the problem. The solution is that we need more homes. We need more private sector homes, more public sector homes. But of course, this is not an overnight solution. It takes years to build new homes. So I think that understanding who is most at risk, looking at where that rent assistance can be best targeted and also you know, allocating those homes to the right people, the people who are in need is really important. Before we go, what's the one thing that the Australian public should know about affordable housing and what happens when there's a lack of access? Roberta, why don't we start with you? We really have to see housing and social housing as important as health, education and demand more from our governments. We need governments to fund more social housing and support more models for the most vulnerable. And as a community, we need to raise our ambitions by understanding that homelessness is solvable and we expect governments at all levels to work towards that. Our Melbourne Zero campaign is a perfect vehicle for you to get behind the ambition that Melbourne be a world-leading city in ending homelessness and show your support. We know that Melbournians are caring people. It's a public call for change and for us to take action together. And Anne? I think that people need to recognise that anyone is at risk of homelessness. I think people need to recognise that having good access to emergency accommodation or affordable accommodation is absolutely essential in this country. Australia is a very, very lucky nation. And I think that when you're seeing rates of homelessness increase, it really is a red flag that there's a problem here that needs to be solved. And finally, what can we all do to have an impact to help and support this cause? I think Australians just need to put pressure on governments to do more, not just to build more social and affordable housing, but also think about some of the issues that are slowing down the development process. So what we can do to speed up development is good. I think we also need to recognise that however people feel about property investors, as it stands around 90% of the homes rented by Australians are owned by private landlords. But for around five years now, we've been seeing more investors selling than buying. So there's clearly an issue here as well. And policies that can potentially encourage property investors to lease their properties for longer terms or policies that make property investment more viable within reason. And it's important to create a balance here. But it is really important to recognise that private property investors do have a role to play as well in this. The lack of access is the biggest cause of homelessness in Australia. Building enough social housing is ensures everyone has a long-term secure home would return at least double the benefit to the economy, more than just about any other infrastructure investment a government can make. In terms of you know, government action and policy change, we have a PM that grew up in social and affordable housing and he's been really open about that. When I do hope that policy is being reviewed, you would hope that something like social and affordable housing that is close to the heart of many Australians and as well as him, that it is pushed forward and looked at a little bit more closely. Thank you both so much for joining me on what really has been an eye-opening and a little bit of a gut-wrenching episode. If you do want to learn more about launch housing, please see our show notes for all of their details. Oh!
Thanks for joining me. This has been Real Talk. For your weekly fix, please follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and tune in next time for more real questions, news and insights on the topics that matter most from realestate.com.au, Australia's number one address in property. All information provided is general advice and opinion based on current market conditions. These opinions should not be treated as investment advice. Always obtain advice based on your individual circumstances. Real Talk acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, air and community. We pay our respects to elders past and present.